Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Chasing Baby by Pam McCutcheon. Three years ago, we recorded an episode called My Favorite Husband by Pam McCutcheon, and due to popular demand, we're dipping back into the McCutcheon Extended Universe. Join us as we chase baby. Let's stop there. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. Ganesh, you sounded kind of sad on that one. Are you okay? You doing all right? What? It just sounded a little good. Sound a little down. Hi. Well, now that's you know that's artificial. You know, it's fine. I'll take what I can get. I don't want to. I don't want right. to uh, stifle your emotions, my friend. I want to get to the bottom of it and maybe even cheer you up with a book called "Chasing oh. Baby" by Pam McCutcheon. Longtime listeners, dating back to our Amazon book club days, may remember a, a fan favorite, My Favorite Husband by Pam McCutcheon. I believe it was the story of a man who was thought to have died in a plane crash, but was actually still alive and came back and found his fiance marrying another man. Uh, a good episode deep in the annals of our, our catalog. Maybe go back and check uh, it out. What? Our catalog. Oh. Is that all right? He thought you said anal. He would. That's you know. I see. I see. You know what? I'm glad he did because he's pepped up. I see a big smile on his face now, and we're good to go. Yeah, that's you know, that's a, that's an old favorite, and now we've we're dipping back into the uh, annals of the McCutcheon Library. See how uh, much fun. With, see how much fun vocabulary is. It is. It's a lot of fun. That's why I majored in English. Uh-huh. I, according to my uh, carefully documented tax records, I purchased this book. On February 21st, 2018. You're talking about my favorite husband. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's an old episode. You wrote that off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are these all tax write-offs? You're getting, uh, yeah. you're getting the government the US to government cover this? paid me to buy this book. Uncle Sam covering all of our book purchases in the name of art. All right. Well, anyway, enough about my favorite husband. It's time for Chasing Baby, a romantic comedy. I'm excited. This was a request from a listener on our, our uh, Discord channel, and if... You'd like to make a request. All it takes is a one uh, $5 bill a month at patreon.com slash let's stop there. And you can join the, the discord and make requests or you can just make requests anyway without paying. That's also cool. But chasing baby was a request. So we're going to do it. Are you excited? Who? I don't know. Oh, you? I thought, you, um, I thought you were prompting the audience to like cheer. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, hey guys, yeah. hey, can you, can we get some sound effects in there? You guys, you guys ready for this? I want some pump up music. I want to feel like I'm Steve Ballmer on the stage at the Microsoft like uh, event. Come on, let's go! You Crowd roars. Confetti rains down on me. One can dream. Someday we'll have the Let's Stop There convention, and that will happen. Okay, enough hmm. bullshit. If you haven't listened to the show before, 
what we do is uh, every week we have one hour to read a book. And uh, this week in one hour flat, we're going to rip through Chasing Baby. I think I'm done saying the words Chasing Baby for today. Can you just read the synopsis? You're going to have to say yeah. this like every break. I'm going to have to say it at least five more times. Yeah. Ugh. You could shorten it down to CB if you'd like. Yeah. Chebe. <laughs> that's, that's natural. You know, that sounds good. Yeah. It feels good. Can you, can you read the synopsis of Che Bay for us? This is a synopsis of Chasing Baby, a romantic comedy by Pam McCutcheon. Does not appear to be in a series of any sort. Now, that's unusual. I feel like, uh, is Pam not a series writer? She's just kind of one-offs. No, My Favorite Husband does appear to be a ser- in a series. So, yeah, Chasing Baby's uh, the rare standalone piece of artwork from Pam. My Favorite Husband was indeed a series, but according to... Uh, to the net, it's book one of one in the series, Ooh. meaning that she intended to write more, but just well, never got around to it. And I might add that My Favorite Husband is actually based on a Cary Grant movie called My Favorite Wife. Wow. Or something Flip like that. Flip the script. And it's the exact same plot. Wish we could retroactively put that in the My Favorite Husband episode. So do you think uh, this one might be a riff off of... Uh, what's the opposite of three men and a what's baby? What's the opposite of baby chasing Papa, Ch- Amy chasing, yeah, Dad. Amy. I don't, Who's you know, let's say? just read the synopsis and find out. I think I'd like to see a VH1 behind the music of with Pam McCutcheon. Why there was only book one of one of one of book of the one, my favorite husband. Do you think Pam's maybe a little George R. R. Martin? She she has big plans, but kind of gets writer's block and moves on to a new thing there's there's probably tons of my favorite husband fans out there waiting for the next installment and like TikTok, pam this is the synopsis for chasing baby i'm gonna say this the second time this is synopsis for chasing baby a romantic comedy by pam mccutcheon here we go start with one off-duty vice cop in search of peace and quiet add one miss goody two shoes longing for excitement combined liberally with Two kids, a stolen prize-winning rabbit, a stray puppy, and a missing diamond ring, and a cross-country chase. And you have a recipe for fun and adventure. Oof. Honestly, s- after a year of Inside, that's too much stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. This sounds madcap. <laughs> not sure that's if I much can stuff. handle this. I get yeah. tired just doing like one thing. Mm-hmm. Like I saw Ganesh yeah. this weekend. Exhausted for days. Yeah. You wore me out, big guy. You wore oh, me out. My. What'd you guys get into? Uh, just, just the good old, good old fashioned fun. Okay. We'll take it off air. We'll, <laughs> no, no need to get me. Did you, you did, let me just ask you this. Did you, did you try the bidet? I didn't No, We met in public at a safe, neutral space. No bidets uh-huh. nearby. Mm-hmm. No, we were, we were watching, we watched the Brooklyn Nets lose a heartbreak in game seven. Oh yeah. And then we, Got very drunk after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I remember. <laughs> that's pretty wow. much it. I remember we were at some bar. This hasn't happened in forever. We, are, we were at some bar and it just felt like really late. I have no idea what time it was, mm-hmm. but it felt like old times. We were like yeah. the last people in there. The old times are back, baby. COVID's gone. I don't know if you know this or have seen the news, but it's gone. Nobody has it anymore. It's done. So I say go outside with your mask off. I don't wear a mask anymore. Do you guys? Do you wear a mask outside? I'm done with it. It's gone with a capital G. I keep thanks it on my the, arm. Thanks to Bill de Blasio is what I hear. 
You keep it on your who what now? My arm. I have it in my pocket just in case I need to, you know, dip into a store. I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. But when I'm outside, no, nah, I'm going maskless. I'm embracing the the old the old world. It's back. Yeah. New York's open for biz. It's pretty crazy. And, and so my so is my mouth and my lungs. <laughs> Why well, to put a hang an open sign around my neck. This bad boy's open. Come on in. Get your spittle and your germs in here. I trust my vaccine will stop it. Ah, You're right. ready to collect. I know I'm you. Ready. <laughs> yep. Stick your finger in my mouth as you pass by me. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. That's that's the that's that's how we show each other that we trust science and Dr. Fauci. Okay, that's enough of talking for me. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> Let's. Uh, you got it. It feels like that was teetering on in poor taste. Well, welcome. Uh, we'll see how it plays. You can put that in the put that in the description of this podcast. <laughs> uh, that's basically that's us in a nutshell. We got a focus group that one. I mean, but for real, like I'm. I feel I trust. I trust the vaccine. I, why, why did I get this? I'm trying to put this thing to the test. Well, it sounded sarcastic. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm at, the first time. I'm absolutely not being sarcastic. I'm being real. I got this thing. Let's let's roll the dice. I'm not going to get the vaccine and then sit inside. Trust the I juice. I got this for a reason. Trust the juice, baby. TTJ. All right. That's that. Speaking of uh, brand new abbreviations, let's dip into Bay. Let's jump into the first page. We'll see you after the break. All right, we're back. We're ready for a little bit of Chasing Baby by Pam McCutcheon. Ganesh, whenever you're ready. Chapter 1 After a lifetime of baking cookies, being active in the 4-H, in the VFW auxiliary, and babysitting every kid in town, Meg Hollingsworth was through being goody-two-shoes. She wanted to live, not stay buried on the rabbit farm for the rest of her life. Yeah, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be Billy Eilish. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be Willa Ford. I wanna be bad. Cause it makes me feel so good. On the rabbit farm, huh? Is that what that what you said? Rabbit farm? Yeah. All right. Stinky. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Woo. They, they stink, dude. Fuck. Sorry for rabbit fans out there. Exhilaration <laughs> filled her as she drove into San Antonio. Finally, this was her chance to break free of Lingston, Texas. She had three days in the big city before she needed to head west of Phoenix and then the Arizona State Fair. I want to run the numbers and just, I would love to know how many books we've read have taken place in Texas. It's every, got to be every like, single one. <laughs> it's 100%. It's 100%. Some of them have been Montana, let's be fair. One thing I think that we can all agree on is after three years of reading uh-huh. self published ebooks, there's a yeah. huge, huge market. For Texas and Midwestern based stories, and I don't know why. I don't understand the what why. Dude, do the math. That's where the that's where the cheddar is, baby. Really? Yeah. These books don't really cost any money, so I don't know if it's I don't think it's about the cheddar. I think it's about the reviews oh, yeah, and the you, accolades. Yeah, they might not cost money, but you know what the these the authors accolades. are rolling in? 
endorsements. You're getting <laughs> see 4H. That's an ad for 4H. They're getting 4H that's money. That's true. 4H put down that big money for this mention in Chasing Baby. All right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm willing to accept that it's just a mystery that I'll never have the answer to, but it's just, I mean, it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. You know, you know the answer. I don't know. What? Why? If you ask me to name the places in this country where are filled with voracious readers, I'm not sure I'd go with that. Well, voracious readers aren't going on Amazon and going to sort by lowest price. <laughs> people. And then choosing what comes. I mean, that's what we are do. people other than us doing that? Maybe so. That's what we do. Yeah. But I'm assuming pro- there's a lot of people that's like, what can I read that won't cost me money, but also I don't want to go to a library. <laughs> right. Or okay. I don't have a library. Now it's making sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it now. I mean, I'm not one to comment on the library system of Texas. It could be. I don't know anything about it. Maybe it's massive. I don't know. Probably everything's bigger in Texas, they say. All right. Enough about Texas. We love Texas, I guess. My name's Austin, for God's sake. Whoa. I just put that together. Yeah, it's weird. Named after Uh, Austin Powers. (laughs) You wish. My name was Todd until 1999. (laughs) My dad was like, whoa, you guys see this new movie, Austin Powers? Boy, your new name's Austin. I said, yes, father. If your name was Todd, we would never would have been friends. I, I you think. know, I agree with you. If my name was Todd, things would have went so differently in my life. And that's not even a joke. I would be a hundred percent different person if my name was Todd. I would have seen Todd on my roommate's list freshman year. And <laughs> you, been like, you, who the fuck is this Todd guy? He would have dropped out, immediately filed your papers to transfer. I will not be rooming with Todd. Thank you very much. Yeah, I agree. Todd would really have shot me off on an, I mean, Todd energy is not energy that I have. Not yet. Not anymore. Not after, uh, <laughs> also the spy who shagged me actually is the second one that got him to change my name. Some say the best. <laughs> That's what my parents think. Three days and she was going to make the absolute most of them. She pulled her discovered truck into the parking lot of a hotel and checked the bag. After ensuring that everything was okay there, she strode in to reserve a room. Brimming over with excitement, she vowed not to be plain old boring Meg for the next three days. Instead, she'd be outgoing and impulsive, a free spirit open to any adventure that came along, even if she had to make her own. Nice. Good for her. Put that rabbit farm in the rear view. Cole McKenzie sighed as he skirted downtown San Antonio. Oh, what he wouldn't give for a boring, normal existence again. He had the weekend off. Three whole days, if you can believe it. Three whole days in San Antonio. Could you imagine? What would you get into, huh? Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Love it. Tubing. They got a river there, right? The Rio Grande. That's right. Is that there? I don't know. I think so. Because it's like the border. Go see a Spurs game. Could be fun. I don't know. Never been. Never will be. Really? Never? Never? Don't. Man, don't. Never say never, dude. Are you asking me if I'll ever be in San Antonio, Texas? Uh-huh. I got reason to believe no. I don't think I'm going to make it there. It's not on my list. I guess I could end up there against my will. I'm going to call you out when you're there. I'm going to say, remember that time? <laughs> when I'm there in like one month posting my pictures <laughs> in San Antonio on Instagram. You said you'd never go. Maybe this episode will inspire me. You never know. Hell, I might move there. Things are really up in the air. I've heard that they got a great food scene. Sure. And that's really all it takes for me to go there, honestly. And huge libraries. You're not, you're not, you're not living until you go to the San Antonio Library. 
that's what I'd call it. I'd refuse to say that uh, EO. I feel like that's what the locals do, right? San Antonio. The look on your face says no. I apologize to our listeners in Texas. <laughs> hey, <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Specifically San Antonio. Oh, man. Talk about breaking bad. I'm, I'm out here breaking taboos, talking bad about rabbits in Texas. <laughs> what next? You're on watch. Can we get That's the watch fine. gong? <laughs> That's strike one. Wow. I'm only, <laughs> I got strike one three and a half years in. <laughs> Can't wait to uh, hear strike two one of these days. Strike two involves a fine, so you don't, you don't want to <laughs> do that. Okay. Hey. Got to pay to play, baby. I'm like Mark Cuban. <laughs> I'll put down the money just to, you know, eke the refs. And in this situation, that's you, Ganesh. I'm the ref? Kind of. What's strike three? Is he booted from this video call? <laughs> I, have to, I have to leave the podcast. I've had scabs ready and waiting for like three years now. They're on speed dial. <laughs> Justin will come in and take my place. It's like, you know how the Blue Man Group, they've got a, a bunch of folks that kind of sub in. <laughs> You're going to franchise out. Let's stop there. There's going to be a bunch of people who kind of look like us all over the country performing uh-huh. as us. That's right. Yeah, fuck it. Or you know what? My t- you know, I'd rather better to burn out than fade away, they say. I won't consider this podcast a success unless I'm fired. You're giving some <laughs> serious Todd energy right now. Hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'll go to the smorgasbord in Williamsburg. I'll find a, a dozen guys that look just like you. That's fine. You know what? And maybe the same opinion. What do you think about Texas? Don't get me started on their library system. You don't know what you have till it's gone. Yeah, that's what they'll say. And we'll say strike one immediately. I say replace me with whoever you want. As long as they're not a Todd, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. This podcast, you put a Todd in here. Boy, this thing will sink quick. This podcast can last two weeks with a Todd. I only know uh, one Todd. Do you? Chuck Todd. Wow. You don't know him. Yeah. I don't know him, but I know his name. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Word association. I'd like another Shane on the show. Two Shanes? Could you Personal imagine? Preference. Oh, my word. They'd gang up on you, Kenichi. You don't want that either. I already feel like that. He had the weekend <laughs> off, three whole days, and he was going to make the most of them. Finally, he could relax and take a break from the constant tension and turmoil of his job on the city's vice squad. Ooh. Oh, Daddy, look. Luke's voice piped up from the backseat of the car as he pointed at a dog on the side of the road. A puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. May have one? Oh. <laughs> what is what? again? What is this character? May have one? Papa? Papa? A puppy. I have one. May have one. When his three-year-old son had his mind fixed on something, he never let it go. No, Luke, we've been over this before. I told you we just don't have the space for a dog now. In Texas? In Texas? You ain't got the space. <laughs> what, you, got, you got an apartment in Texas? <laughs> We can't fit a dog on our eight-bedroom McMansion. That's dad talk for he hates dogs. That's true. I mean, he is a cop, so he's probably taught to fire at first sight. For once, Luke dropped the subject, though a glance in the rearview mirror showed the boy's lower lip extended in full pout, cold side. <laughs> he wished he could give his son a puppy, but an apartment was no place for a growing dog. Hell, it was no place for a growing boy either. 
You're telling me a San Antonio vice cop is slumming it in an apartment? You know what? Total speculation here. I feel like apartments anywhere but New York City are all like 2,500 square feet. Yeah, it's probably huge. (laughs) They're huge. That's true. He probably has like a backyard and stuff too. Hell, there was no place for a growing boy either. Cole's job had him working in the sleaziest neighborhoods at all hours of the night. Sometimes he didn't even know what day he'd be home. That was no life for a kid. Want to see mommy, Luke declared. <laughs> uh, just a few more minutes, sport. Cole spotted the is this kid? Is this kid okay? Every line from this kid is concerning so far. I think he needs like sugar or something. His levels are low. Cole spotted the hotel where his ex-wife, Natalie, had arranged to meet them and pulled into the parking lot. Look, Daddy, a wet twerk. Cole nodded. The attractive redhead who emerged from the truck wearing tight jeans was far more interesting. He smiled in appreciation as she bounced into the hotel lobby. Mm-mm. Mommy! Reluctantly, Cole turned his gaze toward Natalie. Yep. There she was, poised attractively on the lawn, dressed in a flowing white dress and looking as though she had just stepped off a magazine cover. Red hair, red truck, brown hair, brunette truck. Just keep reading. (laughs) (laughs) Shane's doing the math. She was gazing adoringly up into the eyes of her latest boyfriend who wore a tuxedo of all things. Uh, Oh, a gentleman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like 18 It's 75 <laughs> <laughs> You don't get many of you, your types around here Learned city gentleman Why hello Where are you from, New York City? Why yes I am I'm her new beau Cole's mouth twitched <laughs> in amusement They looked like a matched set Both stunningly good looking Sun streaked blonde hair And perfect skin Two toe heads. They appeared as though they belonged on top of a wedding cake. He glanced down at his own clothing, jeans and a t-shirt. Natalie's particular bugaboos. Ugh, you shalab. Why didn't you wear your tuxedo today? (laughs) You idiot. Why are those jinkos? You're a 40-year-old man. Maybe he should feel grungy, but he didn't. He just felt comfortable. Unlike the guy in the monkey suit, he was sure. Cole parallel parked the car at the curb behind the truck and helped he wasn't even out parked. of his car seat. He was just idling in the street looking at this. <laughs> Who is this man? God damn, I'm in jeans. God damn it. Who promptly ran across the grass to his mother. Cole followed at a more leisurely pace as he gathered the boy's small suitcase from the back seat. Son. Grab my emergency tuxedo. The man in the suit was on one knee, offering Natalie a fuzzy stuffed animal. Though the man looked silly, Cole had to give him credit. He knew just how to please the romantic in her. Luke galloped up then, and Natalie glanced down with a smile as Luke grabbed her leg and gazed up. Mommy, me have puppy? Oh, dear. (laughs) Can we get that on a loop, like at a later date? (laughs) Can you play that back in slow motion? Kind of like a sports replay. I just want to hear it again. Mommy, me have puppy. Thank you. She gave Cole a <laughs> bewildered glance and he shook his head in negation as the other man got sheepishly to his feet. Now, Lukey, you know you have to ask daddy, she said as she gave him a hug. What was going on? Normally she kept the boy at arm's length so he wouldn't dirty her clothes. 
<laughs> healthy. Cole's heart sank. She had asked for additional visitation rights, too. Did she regret her decision to let Cole have custody? But mommy, here, here's a puppy. She said, <laughs> handing him a stuffed animal. Why don't you play with this? She flicks him off. Luke took the toy with poor grace and wandered across the grass to investigate the red twuck he had seen earlier. A pained look crossed the face of the other man. But it's okay, Natalie said, patting his arm. I know it's a bunny, but let Luke think it's a, it's a puppy for a little while. But I got it for you. Natalie smiled, but there was a thread of steel in her voice that Cole remembered well. I know, and that was sweet of you, but we'll let Luke play with it for a little bit, all right? I'm sorry, this guy is, like, upset that this kid got the stuffed animal. Wait, what? Is that, am I understanding this right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. I think he's a magician and pulled it out of his hat. That's Honestly, the, that, the tux. That makes more sense than anything else I've heard in this book. It looked like the man were going to protest again, so Cole stuck out his hand. Hi, I'm Cole McKenzie. Natalie clutched the other man's arm in a possessive grip. I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce you. This, this, is, this is my boyfriend, David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> we met when he was sawing me in half on stage. This is Bo Larimer. He's the top salesman for Peterman Jewelers. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Give me time, Natty. I'm not the top yet. I only started a couple months ago. Climbing that jewel ladder. Did it interest you in any gems? She squeezed his arm. But you're gonna be, I can tell. Especially after you did so well at the bridal fair today. Ah, so that explained the tuxedo. Feeling a little uncomfortable around all this sweetness and light, Cole glanced around for his son. Naturally, the active boy was trying to climb into the back of a truck. Hey, sport, <laughs> get down from there and come say goodbye. He's trying to escape. Kid's sucking on the exhaust pipe. Daddy! <laughs> Dad, I think it's a V8. Tastes like a V8. <laughs> Son, that thing got a hammy. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah, it's burning my mouth. He burps a thick cloud of smoke. <laughs> His son good-naturedly jumped down and ran to tackle Cole around the legs. Luke looked up and grinned an endearing smile that Natalie had always said was a perfect copy of Cole's. Bye, Daddy. <laughs> All right, let's stop there. Okay. And it ended on a good note. That's a good, uh-huh. vi- good visual. Yeah. Little kid hanging upside down from the back of the truck. <laughs> Mouth wrapped around that exhaust pipe. <laughs> boys will be boys, as they say. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's 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 jump ahead now. Let's let's see what's going on in the next section of Chasing Baby by Pam McCutcheon. J Bay. J- oh, God damn it. J Bay. That's funny. Hard to beat. Just simple cartoon <laughs> images. That makes you me had laugh. me with burping out the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Indigestion. <laughs> yeah, that auga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's funny. That was good stuff. Okay, you ready? We're back with a little bit more Chebe. Ready to dip in. Ganesh. Let's go. Chapter four. Ooh. 
Taking it slow. Bo pieced beside his car. It had been two hours since he'd spotted Cole's car from the interstate, and the station attendant wouldn't let him near it. Now, there's nothing to do but wait. Wait for Natty's ex-husband to return and wait to get that blasted bunny. Oh. <laughs> um, so, that's, is this the guy? This is this is the tuxedo man. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the jeweler. He's on a stakeout for this babe. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, bunny? Yeah. I guess, is this the stuffed bunny? Who's, I mean, I guess we should just listen to more of the book and figure it out. But yeah, it's right. It's, I hope he's still wearing the tuxedo. What an afternoon. This wasn't exactly the way he'd planned to spend the day he proposed to Natty. All his romantic plans were shot to hell. He cast a covetous glance at Cole's car. If he could just get into it and get that ring, he might be able to redeem at least part of the day. Uh, I bet the ring is in the bunny. He's got to rip that sucker open. Oh, and then it's is dinner. This is the stuffed bunny that that little uh, <laughs> sucking kid got his hands on, got his little mitts yeah. on. Yeah. All right, I get it now. So that's why he was. That's why he was so hesitant to give it to the kid. All right, it's all coming together. That's Chebe. That's why he's Chebe. I get it now. This is as clear as day to me. You know, now. you know, Chugi. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like basic. This is Chebe. You don't want to find yourself Chebe. Who says Chugi? I don't know. Is that, a th- is that slang? Yeah. I'm too TikTok. old, man. I'm too old. You want TikTok, Shane? No. I oh. hear it through the grapevine, though. I got my ear to the ground. <laughs> Literally. Can't stand up. Sidewalk greats, listening to people in the subway. He shot a glance at Natty. She was a little miffed at him because he hadn't said anything when he saw her kid sneaking into Cole's car. Hell, the kid was all right with his father, wasn't he? Her anger didn't show, though. She appeared cool and comfortable sitting in the car like she didn't have a care in the world. Normally, he'd adored that aspect of her, but right now it just served to remind him how uncomfortable he was. Though it was October, he was still sweltering. He had taken off his tuxedo jacket and the tie. Oh, <laughs> he is staying in that suit. Good God. <laughs> I hope this thing ain't a rental. But the starched shirt itched enough to drive him crazy. You think he's got his cummerbund on still? I don't know. That's the last to go. Once you lose that, you lose it all. That's, that's yeah. That's when the, the house of cards come falling down. You ever worn one of those before? No. I haven't. It's good for concealing the gut. Oh, well, then I, I recommend better. it. I'm going to start wearing one with my regular t shirt and shorts then. Uh huh. Pop on my cummerbund. <laughs> Austin, this new look is so slimming. <laughs> They call that business casual, I believe. <laughs> hey, I'm only on Zoom calls. Nobody can see me from the neck down. I could do cummerbunds at home. Neck down? <laughs> you got your camera zoomed in that close? Yeah. No, no, not zoomed in. I'm just really low in the frame. <laughs> Looking up. Just like real life. Hello? <laughs> With my little tiny head in the bottom of the frame. Hi, everybody. Bo glanced up <laughs> at the station. Attendant. Don't beat yourself up, buddy. It's okay. The look of disgust on your face. You look like you just, I don't know, you disappointed your father or something. Bo glanced up as the station attendant approached Natty. The man glanced at his watch, then pulled a peep. Oh, boy, you need. (laughs) He's got the yips. Yeah, let me get five real quick. (laughs) You need to pull in a Chuck Knobloch. 
<laughs> throwing these uh these easy balls into the stands. Watching the Nets lose the other night, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's got to fail, failure wears off. Yeah, he's getting out of sorts, to say the least. Are you really taking five? Oh, I see. Cleaned his glasses. That was the problem. Well, all the words are <laughs> <were> running together. <laughs> they couldn't see the words correctly. Let me take another glance here. Let's increase my text size on the screen. Oh, there we go. Hey, you're getting older. The man glanced at his watch, then pulled a piece of paper out of his shirt pocket. Here, he said, thrusting his grease-covered hand at her. This is for you. It's my social security card. Natty took it and thanked him. Bo frowned at the man. What's that? A note. He jerked a thumb at Cole's car. That guy asked me to give it to her. Bo felt his temper rise. You mean you've had the note all this time and you didn't give it to us? Why not? The man shrugged and grinned. He asked me to wait a couple hours. He asked you. And you. Bo's fury left him incoherent. It was obvious the man had enjoyed watching Bo pace and fume while he had the note in his pocket the whole time. Bo, calm down. You don't want to pop out of that cumberbund. How are you saying that word? Cumberbund. Cumberbund? Yeah, is that how you say it? No, it's it's Cumberbatch. <laughs> fam- family name. And Cumberbund. Oh, I don't like that. I'm going to keep calling it Cumberbund because I will not say Cumber. First time I heard that. any place that that's fancy enough for you to wear a cummerbund. If you go in there saying cummerbund, they're going to throw you straight out. Well, you know what? The, the workers at the San Antonio Public Library better get used to it because that's what I'm saying. Cummerbund? I don't like that at all. I guess I don't say that word often. Why? Why don't I like it? Yeah. Obvious reasons. You want to say cummer? I mean, Wait, the bund at the end doesn't it softens the blow. It hardens the blow. Is it cum cummer batch too? No. <laughs> Benedict Cummer. Benedict Cummer Cummer back. That can't be right. But is it? I think they ought to I think they ought to seriously consider changing it to Cumberbund. So the powers that be, Webster, Oxford, whoever's in charge of these things. Is it <laughs> sorry, just to get clear. It's not cucumber. It's cucumber. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. Yeah, when I go to Just Salads, I say, toss a couple cumbers on there for me. Bo glared at him, and the man had the insolence to widen his grin even more, then turn and saunter off. Bo? Natty said. What? He snapped. Natty gave him a startled look, and he remembered that this was the woman he loved. He shouldn't take out his anger on her. Bo took a deep breath and moderated his tone. I'm sorry, sweetie. What is it? And Natty held out the note. Lukey's all right. He snatched the note out of her hand and read it. Natalie, Luke sneaked into my car when we were stopped. But don't worry, he's fine. We're still following the truck and we'll call you from El Paso when we stop for the night. Cole. Bo clenched the note in his fist. But what about the bunny? Natty looked at him as though Bo. he were crazy. The bunny? Bo, get a grip, buddy. Bo controlled his temper with an effort. This was his future wife he was talking to. Remember, I have to get that ring back or I'll lose my job. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten. Her voice sounded concerned. 
So Bo gave her a fond smile. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Bo. Everything's better now. So wait, this ring, maybe I've met, I thought this was he was going to propose with it. Maybe he was using a sample ring from his place of work. Or maybe... Which he would be weird. He was going to propose own. with it, but he didn't want to tell her he was going to propose, so he just said it was from work. I don't know. Bo's shifty. Something about him I don't care for. Seems like he's about to fly off the handle. Well, Cole said earlier that it's in the truck he's chasing, Natalie ventured. Bo snorted in disbelief. That's not what the kid said. He said it's in the car. Well, I hate to break it to you, Bo, but children don't always tell the truth. You mean he lied to me? Uh... I don't think Bo is gonna is gonna get the answer he wants at the end of this. I think he's gonna che bay, but get a uh big a BFN big, big fat no Austin. I agree. Yeah, he's yeah. No, you're right. BFN is exactly what I'm thinking too. He seems like he has an anger problem. So yeah, I would definitely recommend rejecting any proposal coming from Bo. I mean, it's possible he told us a fib. You were being so rotten. Hell, daddy, I didn't mean it. I was just worried about my job, babe. I know that, but Lukey didn't. Since you're being so mean, he probably fibbed so he could go back to his daddy. Damn, that changed everything. So the bunny could be anywhere. Yeah, but it's possible he did drop it in Cole's car. It's either there or they have it with them or maybe it really is in the truck. Let's stop there. All right. Well, we got a little caper on our hands. Little Lukey's uh, got a precious ring on his person. And Bo is this, so almost like a Lord of the Rings a little bit. I'm uh, Bo's a Lord, uh, ring wraith. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And the tux. So if this logic holds, ring wraiths were just wearing the tuxes of Middle Earth. Mm. It makes that was sense. formal attire. I get it now. Pam McCutcheon with another great allegory or uh, what's it called when you reference another book? Uh, 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 I don't know. I've been saying cummerbund for the last 20 minutes, so I'm not good with words. Illusion. All right. That's great. Let's uh, let's let's jump ahead now. Let's see what happens. I hope uh, I hope Natalie realizes that Bo is seems like kind of a skis. Like he's, he's a bad guy, right? Like, am I wrong? Am I interpreting this wrong? Bo seems bad. Yeah, I think it's the voice, but yeah, I agree. That's not just the voice. The other guy's got a pretty shitty voice, too, but he seems like he's all right. Let's jump ahead. We'll catch you around the bend after this year break. it again in my life i'll never say that word again i refuse seriously you could benefit from wearing one it's uh i i rented a tux a couple years ago for a wedding and it did wonders for me i already got i got my compression shirt isn't that the poor man's cummerbund yeah Mm -hmm. works well too really tamps it down keeps it nice and tight i was trying to find a like a like a just a basic t-shirt that fits like a larger fella and every time i tried googling it it just kept recommending compression shirts to me. They're like, just wear a compression shirt it's like no man i'm not you want to find a t-shirt that's for larger men 
Huh? I keep getting, I don't know if Facebook just knows that I'm an out of shape guy, but I keep getting ads for these t-shirts that are like supposed to be cut for dad bots, <laughs> like for overweight guys. I have, I can't vouch for if they work or not, but I could try and find it and send it to you. Like it's literally marketed as like t-shirts for out of shape guys. No, I get that marketing <laughs> as well, but I, I don't feel comfortable trusting marketing for a $35 t-shirt. That's yeah, no, I agree with you. I got to join the gym. You want to hear something funny? So, because we got this new kitten, we, we got a, we got like a camera for our apartment so we could like keep an eye on the apartment when we're not there. And so I set it up and it, by default, it comes with motion detection. <laughs> so I'll like go to the bathroom or whatever, or I'll walk down the hallway and I'll get these notifications of like human detected and I'll look <laughs> and it'll be a picture of me. And it's like the most unappealing. <laughs> it's oh, like a fucking dear. Bigfoot in the distance. <laughs> A blurry, a blurry picture of me walking by with like <laughs> bug eyes. I'm like, oh my god, is that what I look like just casually walking around? Is it like awful. night vision? It has that too. It's just oh like a camera god. that sits on in our living room. I had to turn off the motion detection. I was like, I don't need to be alerted every time my fat ass walks by. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing. It sends me these little screenshots of me like looking like. <laughs> It's like disgusting, like a wild animal out in the woods. That's great. It's awful. Yeah, no, I had to I had to turn it off. I was like, please don't tell me when you see me, because I don't want to see me. <sighs> Sad. Alright, let's get back to the book. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. We're jumping in now to uh a little bit more Chebe. Jason Baby by Pam McCutcheon. Wonder if Bo's face. Do you think the whole book is gonna be Bo on the hunt for this ring? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, actually, that makes sense. You're right. Uh, let's see. Let's see what's going on. It is kind of funny that this guy's in a tuxedo for the whole the whole book. Unless he soils it. Things can't change. <laughs> Babe, we can't stop. I got to go in the tux. I didn't mean like that. He could have. <laughs> he, he could just trip and fall. No, I soil, want him to shit soil that poop. sucker. I want him to dump in it. But also trip and fall too. Soiled in and out. You'll never be able to return this. You know, this book could have a bunch of crazy gags. He could be using a porter potty and like hey, it's knocked over and rolls down a hill. And he's like, <laughs> my tux. <laughs> and he staggers out and someone goes, P.U., mister. That would be, and that, I think you should write a book. That's mm-hmm. inspired. Oh, it'd all be stuff like that. It's one big hill. That's what it'd be called. <laughs> one big hill. <laughs> and so the whole book is a man in a tuxedo falling down a hill. <laughs> occasionally catching his balance and something embarrassing happens to him that knocks him back down the hill. Yeah, it levels off every now and then, but you know, at the end of the day, it's one big hill. It's one big hill. That would be a great book, honestly. Put that in the it's idea a, bank. It's a metaphor, dude. Yeah, it's life. It's all downhill, baby. That is true. J-Bank. That is what life feels like. Anyway, this book is going to win like a million awards. So get on uh-huh. now. You can invest. 10 grand and I'll like work you into a section of the hill. I'll invest. Yeah, I should do a Kickstarter. Have your name mentioned in one big hill. <laughs> you can push the main character down the hill for a donation of $100,000. <laughs> All right. Bay, Let's go. Chop, chop. Chapter seven. Meg stifled a grin. That was exactly what she'd wanted to do, but she hadn't dared. Cole wasn't amused. What? Nothing. What do you? Why? You know what we're what? laughing at. Just we didn't say anything. Why? You said you kind of said doo doo. Yeah. 
Sorry. All right. Do you want me to not laugh at that? I was going to do you the honor of not bringing it up. But yeah, sound like you said doo doo. All right. All right. Cole wasn't amused. He glared at Bo and growled. Answer the lady. Answer what? The expression on Bo's face was almost comical as he nursed his sore leg. Sounds like he did fall. <laughs> We're missing a lot of great slapstick scenes of Bo getting hurt in this tuxedo. Thrills and spills. That's what Pam McCutcheon <laughs> brings to the table. You're not wrong. He obviously wanted to comply, but didn't have a clue what Cole was talking about. What's so important about that bunny? Bo's gaze darted over to where Natalie was comforting Luke. He didn't get any help from that quarter. Natalie glared at him. This is just a book of Bo stepping on rakes. Just constantly <laughs> tripping over himself in an effort to propose to his his girlfriend. It's kind of sad, honestly. A tragedy of, of Bo. As though he were some form of fungus. He spread his hands. Well, there's something attached to the ribbon around its neck. What's attached? Bo looked uneasy. Uh, I'd rather not say. Is it drugs? Because I'll kill you. Get down on the ground, Bo. At that, <laughs> the two cops raised their eyes. Hernandez hooked his thumbs in his belt loops and speared Bo with a single glance. Oh, why not? Bo's eyes darted back and forth. It's uh, rather valuable. Stolen property? No, no, no. no. Well, it's just a vial of methamphetamine. Not really. <laughs> a gleam appeared in Hernandez's eyes, and he took a step forward toward Bo, followed closely by Johnson. Panic flitted across <laughs> Bo's face. I hope we get to see Bo roughed up by the cops. <laughs> Just because he's unwilling to say that he has an expensive ring tied to this bunny's ribbon. Natalie pushed over to stand between him. Oh, for heaven's sake, it was perfectly simple. Bo tied a diamond ring to the bunny. She went on to explain the circumstances and the misunderstanding. Hernandez nodded, appearing disappointed. So, where is it now? <laughs> Hernandez wanted some action, dude. <laughs> he holsters his gun. But he still keeps his hand right right above it. <laughs> Can't be too careful. He just moved it to the taser. <laughs> All right. Non-lethal. Meg found the bunny in the truck when she was looking for baby. She gave it to Luke, who probably gave it to Lady. Is that a, a song or something? It kind of sounded a little sing-song. Who's Lady? Lady? What Lady? The puppy, oh, Cole explained. Wow, puppy's got its claws on this thing. Hernandez frowned. Well, don't start that again. Meg jumped into the fray. The dog is in the bathroom. I think she is the bunny. Let's take a look, shall we? Oh, dear. Bo's face lit up. He rushed to the bathroom drawer and jerked it open. I see where this is going. Bo's going to have to fish this diamond ring out of a pile of dog shit. Taking one glance at the floor, he wailed. Oh... Had something happened to the dog, Meg darted over to peer into the room and sighed in relief. La lady appeared to be all right, but the bunny was a goner. <laughs> the poor thing lay broken and limp under one paw. Its head was ripped open, and its dismembered features mingled with shredded fur and white stuffing to lie scattered all over the bathroom. As the crowning indignity, a small pink ribbon fragment bobbled from the dog's mouth like a forked <laughs> tongue. Yeah, that's right. Get ready to dig through shit, Bo. Bo's like, what do I do? Does anyone have a glove? <laughs> we're all we're all out of gloves, Bo. 
You're going to have to go barehanded. It was too late. Lady swallowed, then lolled her tongue out at them and wagged her tail. Bo grabbed Lady by the scruff of the neck, his expression murderous. Terrified that she was about to witness a summary execution, Jesus. Meg cast Cole a desperate look. Yeah, this guy's no good, dude. <laughs> Meg cast Cole a desperate look. You got to put this guy down. He glared at Bo. Drop the dog. His tone was menacing enough to scare the hell out of her. What must that be doing to Bo? Bo carefully set Lady down and turned to face Cole, his expression now desperate. If I don't get that rig back, I'll lose my job. It was on that ribbon the dog just ate. <laughs> what do you suggest? Is he crying? He kind of sounds like you're crying. Yeah, he's got to be crying. Bo's uh, breaking down right now. I would too. I honestly feel bad for Bo. I don't. He seems like a piece of crap, but like also... This is a stressful situation. I don't well, know how I'd react. Why would you put an expensive-ass ring around the neck of a stuffed animal to, and then give it to a child? Well, that, he didn't want to give it to the child. Natalie did. That's why he was so He should have, in it. that moment, just been like, hey, wait, actually, let me see this real quick, and yanked the little stupid ribbon off. That's true. Yeah, it was just around his neck. Just take it off. You know, I said he was going to soil this thing, and you made doo-doo jokes. I think it <laughs> so might actually just... be some doggy doo-doo. Oh, no. You're right. You were right. I never considered duty on the outside of the tuxedo. <laughs> that's that's where Pam kind of zigs where I zag. Uh, <laughs> kind of subverts expectations. Yeah, they don't make them like Pam anymore. I don't disagree with you. All right. Well, what, what happens next? Is he going to rip this dog's head off or what? How large is this ring? It's seven carrots. Cole whispered in appreciation. <laughs> I wasn't, ask, wasn't asking for the carrot. <laughs> well, we better take this dog in to the vet for an x-ray. I thought you'd see it my way. Well, I'm concerned about the damage it'll do to the dog. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Apparently, sincerity was not Bo's strong suit. Diamond ring coming out the back end will do some serious damage, I imagine. That's strong enough to cut through anything. If it can cut through glass, you better believe my intestines stand no chance. Oh, it's a dog's. His, their intestines are diamond strong. Our neighbor step forward. <laughs> Before you go, Miss Hollingsworth, are you sure you don't want to press any charges? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm sure. Well, we'll leave then. Hernandez cast a dubious glance at Bo, then looked back at Meg. Unless you think you'll need us. Oh, he's Hernandez ready to. Looking for, he's looking for a fucking fight, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. I think Cole can keep him in line. Once the cops are at the door, Bo repeated, Shall we go? Meg grimaced. I don't think we all need to take one small puppy to the vet. I'll go. She's my dog. You're not going without me. It's my ring. Cole raised one sardonic eyebrow. <laughs> well, then I'll go along. And, well, Jerry better come too. Just make sure he doesn't take off with the truck again. The fuck is Jerry? Jerry and Bo frowned, but didn't say anything. Jerry's just been quietly standing through this whole scene doing nothing. I think Jerry is Bo's guy. I think Bo's got like a little. He's got backup. Yeah. Bo saw trouble brewing and called up Jerry. So you better get down here. Jerry showed up, stayed completely silent and still during that whole scene. Jerry's got a, he's got a, a broad sword on his hip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, Bo. Strong, silent type. Man, a few words, but he does have his hand on the, on the sword. Ready to go. That's almost everyone. Meg protested. They all turned to look at Natalie who grimaced. I have no desire to go. Her tone and manner expressed total disinterest in what was ha what happened to the ring or to Bo. Where's the kid? I'll just stay here and watch the children. Okay, perfect. 
There's more than one now. Jerry brought his brood. <laughs> Jerry, Jun- Jerry Jr. and Geraldina. Just take your kid to work, Dad. <laughs> the most well-behaved kids you've ever seen. They found a vet in the telephone book who was close by and willing to see him. The four of them piled into the car with the dog. We specialize in ring extraction. And Cole drove in total size to the animal hospital. Let's we'll stop there. If you got a dog full of priceless jewelry, you bring him to me. I'll get it out. Oh, I'll get it out. One way or another. We're cooking with uh We're, co- we're cooking dynamite. with grease. Whoa. Yeah, this is good. I'm enjoying this book. It's also one of the few books where I feel like I followed what's going on almost perfectly. I am probably just jinxed it. We're going to jump into a totally unrelated scene where we're completely lost. But so far, I'm feeling it. I'm having fun. J-Bay is living up to expectations. Pam, you've done it again. She can't miss. She can't. She's two for two. Batting one thou. Okay, let's jump to the next section of Chasing Baby. base and around towards home this is the uh second to last section of chasing baby by pam mccutcheon chapter nine meg glanced around in appreciation as cole escorted her into henry's warm lighting cast a glow for the rich burgundy and gold furnishings his quiet conversations mixed with the soft strains of a piano henry sounds lovely the overall ambiance was one of romance and lush opulence the mood Hushed expectancy. Oh, my word. Pam. <laughs> the artist at work. Henry's. Okay. It's a special occasion. This isn't a... Oh, yeah. This isn't even a small plate place. No, this is... Yeah. This is a three-course This isn't kind of place. cocktails and, and mussels at the bar. Okay. This is a... No, no, sir. You're getting a big piece of meat at this place. I may have missed it, but who's here? Is this Cole? Hmm? Cole and Natalie? No, no. Cole and Meg. Oh, some love budding between the uh, the two introduced by happenstance. Now, that's what I like. The Batra D took one look at Cole's possessive hand on Meg's waist and seated them in a curved alcove at a table elegantly set for two. All right. Cole and Meg were strangers at the beginning of this book, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Good for you, Cole. And Meg. And Meg. Well, you know. She can do better. Yeah. Probably, yeah. He's a cop, so. For sure. It allowed them a view of the room, but felt secluded and intimate. Too intimate. Scared Meg to death. She was excited, yes, but she hadn't expected to experience terror at the same time. How was she going to handle this evening without becoming sick? Um, okay. Here's the trick. Not the kind of vibe I would bring to Henry's, but okay. Here's the trick. When he takes a huge sip of water. Mm Mm-hmm. Say something really funny and watch it come out his nose. Yeah. Let bring him down to earth. There's your opulence, <laughs> folks. <laughs> you like what you see, Henry's? She felt totally <laughs> inadequate in his dark sport coat and white shirt against his tan skin. Cole was dropped at gorgeous. Any woman's idea of a dream date. Cole's definitely a Matthew McConaughey type. I know we don't cast these anymore, but in my head, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's confident. 
sun-kissed, you know? Mm-hmm. We're talking uh, the wedding planner, Matthew McConaughey, those tight blonde curls. That's still like New York City era Matthew McConaughey, which is really confusing. Big city McConaughey, for sure. She'd seen plenty of women's heads turning as they came in, but she couldn't blame them. What did he see in her? Would you like? Cole said, glancing up from a small menu. A what? Would you like something to drink? Wine, perhaps? Do you have Pib Extra? <laughs> That's off the menu, madam. I'll have a Mountain Dew Code Red. And for the... Uh... Apologies, sir. We only have live wire. <laughs> <laughs> Will that do? Yeah, that'll do. And the missus, she'll have a blue Gatorade. <laughs> I think I may... I think I told this story once on the show. Did I ever tell you about when I went, when I went to... Uh, I went to Outback once and I ordered a Mountain Dew. And they said, sorry, we don't have Mountain Dew, but we have blue Powerade. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> You think I want to drink a blue Powerade with dinner? <laughs> People anyway. do it. That's why it's on the menu. I guess, yeah. Could you imagine? Let me get a New York strip and a ooh, blue Powerade. <laughs> I'm going to work up a sweat choking this thing down. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got to drink here tonight? Hmm. I'll take the you got Powerade back there. All right, that's enough. Uh, what's happening at Henry's? I don't drink much, but she decided to be daring. This is a night for new experiences. Wine sounds good. You decide. The amber wine sparkled and shimmered in the candlelight as the waiter poured it into the crystal and offered it to Cole. Cole sipped, his dark brooding eyes never leaving hers. Well, that's kind of rude. You got to <laughs> yeah, interact with that maitre d' when he's serving you wine to taste yeah he's probably asked like kind of standing there like if they want the whole bottle which would like, like is it good really like, help his tip? for a reaction <laughs> he's like rolling his eyes Ugh. <laughs> san antonio vice cops meg dragged her gaze away and picked up the dinner menu she stared at it unseeingly for several minutes trying to bring her wayward emotions under control her heart was beating like a tom-tom booming out of uh, out her fear <laughs> that she was going to make an utter fool out of herself. Babe, I can hear your heart. Are you okay? <laughs> you okay, babe? Sounds like tom-toms. Do you see anything like? Cole asked. See anything? She hadn't been able to focus on a single word. I... Yeah, I'm not sure. Why don't you order for me? Anything's <laughs> fine. The lady will have chicken fingers. <laughs> Nugget style, if you have them. Dinosaur shape, preferably. <laughs> Hey, back there in the kitchen, can you guys cut these into dino shapes? Do you guys do Funyuns? Cretaceous period only, please. <laughs> do you guys do you, you got you guys got Funyuns back there? That's Henry's. Sounds good to me. Eating good in the neighborhood. Now that chicken cordon bleu, is that serve nugget style? <laughs> <laughs> What's the dipper with that? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a ramekin of ranch? I'll get the filet, uh, medium rare. And ranch on the side. And if it ain't too much trouble, how about a... Can you get any blue Powerade back there? Especially since she wasn't uh, sure she'd be able to swallow a bite anyway. All right. Cole turned back to the menu and perused it with a thoughtful air and then ordered. The waiter left. Wait, what did they order? Oh, I Damn. really wish she had said. Bullshit. Maybe we'll see it come to the table. Yeah. And the remains of Meg's self-confidence left with him. Now that they were alone, what was she supposed to do? She gave Cole a desperate glance, hoping for a clue. He raised an eye, his eyebrow and his glass to her. A toast? <laughs> oh, good. Something to do. 
She granted him what had to be a sick-looking smile and raised her glass in return. <laughs> this sounds this, like a great date. Yeah. It sounds really boring. To what? To dreams. To San Antonio. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were about to say Santa Claus. To Santa Claus, the greatest man I ever knew. To dreams and fulfilling them. To dreams, she murmured and sipped her wine. Oh yeah, it was better than she expected with a light, delicate flavor that went down smoothly. Oh, very good, she said. (laughs) And took another sip to keep herself occupied. The third swallow felt a marvelous calming sensation washing through her that made her muscles unclenched. And her bones turned light and airy. Hey, you know what? I said it once. I'll say it again. Pam knows how to write wine. That's she does. Yeah, that's beautiful. She was a sommelier in a past life. That's wine. What you just read was wine. Ganesh. That's wine, baby. That's like next to Sideways, the best wine-based fiction I've ever heard. Oh, I'm sure they took a lot from this. For sure. Sideways did pull a lot from the McCutcheon handbook. Feeling a little less strained, Meg smiled at Cole. He gazed back with the seductive bedroom eyes of his and her pulse leapt in response. She puts, can you imagine what it's like to like look at someone and make their heart rate jump? Yeah. Do it every day. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You can't hear it through the podcast, but you know, a lot of people say that, uh, a word I hear often is that I'm a smoke show. <laughs> Hot to trot. It's my curse that uh, this is audio only. Well, it's in your contract. Hot to trot. It is. It, well, yeah. It is required that you guys call me that once before the show and once after. It's our green, green room tradition. I thought that was kind of like because you're like a show horse. But Yeah. No, it is. I do dressage. I do little dances <laughs> over, uh, you know, little, I do jumps over little bars and <laughs> Yeah, just show off. Dressage? Show off yeah, my, yeah dressage. Dress, dressage. Sorry. I'm the little jockey who guides. Shane hops on my back and guides me around the course. Some, you know, I, for lack of a better word, I, I preen. <laughs> you know, put on a show. Ain't nothing wrong with it. She placed a hand over her heart, wishing it would stop doing that. Cole leaned closer, moving so that he could sit next to her in the curved booth and gaze into her eyes. You seem a little nervous. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I am. Yeah, it's because you, you have your hand on your gun, Cole. He trailed his fingers along her forearm. Oh, no need to be. It's just me, Cole. The same <laughs> guy you've spent the last two days with. Oh, okay. That's comforting. The same guy who helped you clean up after the kids and the puppies. Puppies. The same guy. Whose shirt you borrowed and the same guy you slept with last night. Oh, that's when the maitre d' turns on his heel and is like, whoop. <laughs> maitre d' with an armful of uh, chicken nuggets and Funyuns. Oh, excuse me. He's like, I'll give him a minute. She blushed and averted her gaze. How could he remind her of that? Come on, Meg. He murmured in her ear. It wasn't that bad. See, this is the same shirt. No damage to it or to you. <laughs> Something kind of manipulative and weird about Cole in this scene. I'm not liking Cole. No, I don't like any of the characters in this book. Bring back Bo. His voice dropped to a husky <laughs> whisper. <laughs> Bo bursts in the front door, completely covered in dog shit in a, his tuxedo. <laughs> I found it, motherfucker. Immediately, Officer Hernandez comes in and suplexes him. His voice dropped to a husky whisper. 
And just like last night, nothing will happen unless you want it to. What a gentleman. Cole shifted away slightly. So, what do you want to do after dinner? Go home, see a movie, dance. Dance? Dance. I'd love to dance. Then dance it is. It doesn't look like we're going to see dinner here, folks. Let's stop there. Uh, All right. I thought, he, I thought when she said dance, I thought it was going to be like, too bad. I rented Crash on DVD. <laughs> I don't dance, but I do have a DVD player. Uh, yeah. Wow. Cole, I don't care for him, really. I don't know if I was, was I supposed to like him there? Kind of felt weird. Didn't really like the vibe. Oh, whoa. What? You see something? Oh, yeah, there's some action. Oh, same scene? Uh-huh. Well, you might as well read it. I'm going to yada yada. They go for a dance. Yada yada bing bang bong. In this restaurant. There's a, apparently a dance floor in this restaurant. Oh, how convenient. And Henry's? I don't know, I about, don't that. know about that. That's not Henry's vibe. Not the last time I was there, anyway. Looks like they kiss on the dance floor. Yada, ooh, yada, yada. Ooh. Cole's like, yo, let's go. She's like, all right, let me visit the restroom first. After all, I haven't seen my share of strange bathrooms today. Cole chuckled and Meg headed off toward the ladies room while he paid the check. Excuse me, Cole. I got to go dump it out. She hurried back as fast as she could, but an older man with a slight paunch stopped her. as She came out of the bathroom. Hey, girly. He slurred, laying a meaty hand on her. Santa? You want to dance? <laughs> oh, no, no, thank you, she said and tried to pull her arm away. All right. The clientele at Henry's is leading me to believe. I don't know. I'm confused about the opulence. I'm starting to yeah. think there's peanut shells on the floor here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry, The vibe of Henry's has changed drastically since we first walked in. At first, I thought it was like a nice fancy restaurant, and now it's like a fucking hoedown. I just kind of assumed that they were dancing to this like piano music. Yeah, but what kind of piano? Classy piano or like fucking honky honk, tonk. Honk, honky tonk? <laughs> guy's fucking really laying on the keys. No such luck. He held it in a crushing grip. Come on, just one little dance. Cole's going to blow this dude's head off is what I think is going to happen. I'm leaving. Let go of me. He grabbed both arms and shoved his beery face into her. What's the matter? Not good enough for you. Then she saw Cole come up behind the man and her eyes widened at the murderous look on Cole's face. He pulled a switchblade. Oh boy. Damn, how did she get herself into these situations? She didn't want to cause any trouble. She certainly didn't want Cole to either, but from the expression on his face, trouble was already front and center. Excuse me, Cole said, but that's my date you have there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This guy's Uh-oh. looking for trouble. And I'd like her back now. You would, huh? <laughs> yeah. Dave, you're in your I element. Would. This is who you were born to play. <laughs> this is great. Let go of her <laughs> now. Guy was several inches taller than Cole and had at least 40 pounds on him, but Cole clearly had the edge. The man must have thought so, too. Cole had what we call the great equalizer on his hip. The man must have thought so, too, for he looked quickly at Cole, then at Meg, who gave him a tight smile. Oh, you better do as he says. You don't want to know what Rambo did to the last guy that touched me. Did, okay. Oh, sorry. Wrong girl. Let's stop there. Damn. Damn. Open carry, huh? Good guy with the gun wins again. <laughs> Jesus. Do you think that what she said at the end actually had merit? Do you think he shot Bo in the head or something like that? <laughs> Bo's long dead. <laughs> no. <I> <laughs> Bo's dead in a shallow grave in the desert in his tuxedo. 
courtesy of Cole. They throw the ring in on him too. There you go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Here's what you wanted. You Nicole, is her name Nicole, Natalie or whatever? She throws it down. She goes, I don't. Then she unloads another shot in him. Sorry, Bo. No, I think Bo's still alive. And I think Cole is ultimately kind of a, you know, I think he's a tough guy, but I don't think he ever has drawn or shot his weapon. That's my guess. He's all talk. Uh, okay. Well, sadly, we're coming towards the end here. I've enjoyed this book quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Bay. Yeah. I honestly, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit. And I, there was another scene that I wish we could read, but we just don't have the time. Wow. Maybe we can revisit Pam again. Soon. Way to disappoint. Way, way to disappoint all of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> I actually saw a bunch of really interesting stuff that we're just not going to read at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's jump to the end here. We'll be right back with the last page of Chasing Baby by Pam McCutcheon. folks let's go let's bring this puppy on home let's finish it up this is the last page of che bay chasing baby by pam mccutcheon ganesh give it your all all right hit this one out of the all park right. i believe in you uh, you know uh-huh. what before we get into it let's just yeah. give this man a round of applause all right he's done hard work tonight he's pulled a whole Thank bunch you. of new characters out of his pocket much appreciated. It don't get any better than Ganesh gs sarma oh, damn and the crowd agrees am i right am i right or am i right well they they're loving it we got Billy Joel out here. Oh, Billy oh, Joel's here. Yay. We love you, buddy. Long time fan of the show. He just did a crazy medley of all of his hits, six seconds each. <laughs> six seconds in total? All of his songs? <laughs> yeah, one second per. It was amazing how he switched tempos and keys. He's uh-huh. beautiful, huh? He's, he's, a, the, he's the master. He, that's, that, is, that is what they call him. Uh, not much of a driver, but yeah, piano this guy's a wizard. <laughs> the jewel of Long Island, they call him. So they say. Anyway, that's enough of uh, fanfare for Ganesh. He's done a wonderful job tonight, and always, thank you, thank you, Ganesh. Oh yes, thank you. All right, much appreciated. Thank you. Here we go. Last page. Cole grinned, then let out a whoop of his own as he picked Meg up and swung her around. <laughs> he halted and stared <laughs> down into her face. You won't regret it. I promise you. I love you, Meg. If I saw a person making that whoop noise, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd give him a hand. You okay, sir? I heard you uh, whooping. I heard you. Is that you? Whooping? All right. Everything okay? Oh, Cole, I love you too. She said and gave him a kiss that proved it. Their happiness was interrupted by a shout. Cole turned to look as Jerry bent down to pick up something from the truck bed. Jerry's back. Hey, there's my sword. Hey, everyone. Guess what I found caught on a bit of ribbon under the feed box. Oh, no. It's the ring. Shame Bo's dead. Why? It looks like a diamond ring. He grinned and turned to look at Bo as Bo watched with a horrified look on his face. Jerry placed the ring on Natalie's hand and looked soulfully into her eyes. <laughs> Bo lunged toward the couple, his I'm eyes sorry, mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jerry's hey. proposing to Natalie now. <laughs> Them's the rules. Who's ever got the, hey, find the hardware? Sorry, Bo. Your woman's mine now. Bo lunged that's toward the, the couple. <laughs> that's the rule of the sword. Bo lunged toward the couple, his eyes mad with frenzy. No, that's my ring. Mine. Mine. 
the cops restrained him, then cuffed him as Bo kept his eyes fixed on the ring, screaming, no, no, Blaine. It's an all-time great ending. Meg turned to Cole. You're not really going to let him go to jail, are you? No, Cole said with a smile. Electric chair. I think Bo's been punished enough. Besides, I have plans for that ring. Special plans. Cole's just going to straight steal Bo's ring. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's one of the funniest endings of a book. Oh, Jerry. Man. Jerry with the shock proposal. Where did he come from? My word. There's like five characters in this book and it never veered off of any of them. I love that. That had me going. Ah, I'm just in a pleasant sweat right now. Yeah, I feel good. That was fun. That was one of the more that was one of the more fun books we've read in a long time. Definitely open to more Pam McCutcheon down the road. It's a shame that we waited so long to do our second. She's a hit maker. Sure, I mean, to call, her Phil Spe- call her Phil Spector because she makes hits and she's a killer. So, yeah, boy, that was good stuff. Yeah, I need to take a shower. Woof. I'm sweaty with fun, joy. <laughs> well, I think, you know, you've got some uh, sufficient inspiration for, uh, what's it called? Falling down the hill. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, One big draw. hill. One big hill. That's right. Maybe, you know, I'm still, I still think eventually, maybe we get to our thousandth episode. We should write our own book and read that. And maybe One Big Hill is it. You never know. Well, that was that. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Shout out to uh, Crash Course in our Discord who requested this episode. Or just she just requested a Pam McCutcheon. Hope this one lived up to expectations. And again, thank you for bringing Pam back into our our realm. We will definitely revisit. And again, hey, if you want to get in this Discord and join the fun, patreon.com slash let's stop there. Uh, feel free to join up. That's the end. That's the end of this. Uh, oh, there he goes. That's the end of this uh, this episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our artwork. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Uh, thanks to you for listening. You can find us at uh, letstopthere.com. Hit us up on <laughs> fucking Jesus. Hit us up on social media and give us a call at 567-309-0357. It's about time for a new voicemail. So if you got anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and power through. Just also check out uh, onebighill.org. Yeah. My uh nonprofit. It's, <laughs> it's all a scam. Get that Kickstarter up. I'll contribute. Yeah, that's that. That's that's the episode. Thanks everybody. Can you say goodbye? Bye. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. See you around. <laughs> <laughs>